The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of My Stress Alarm. Well, by now, you will have moved your clocks up an hour here in the U.S. That's excluding Hawaii, most of Arizona, Puerto Rico, and certain U.S. territories. So you lose an hour of drinking. I mean sleep. I personally like having more daylight in the evening and and wish that they'd leave it alone, you know, now that we're on this time. In fact, I'd like if we went ahead two hours and and kept it there permanently, which means I think in June the sunset would be like 9.15 or something like that, at least here in the mid-Atlantic region. But anyway, um, it turns out that I spoke too soon last week when I said that we had all the fixes in for the My Stress Alarm app. Unfortunately, I'm still finding some issues. No doubt the root cause is is how we're handling the different time zones. Um, And now with daylight savings, I can only imagine it's screwing things up even more. But So it's frustrating getting this all fixed, but nevertheless, we're close and we just need to follow through and tie up these loose ends, and get moving. Because people really need chronic stress monitoring. If nothing else, it's a cheap, easy way to get an objective, albeit rough, estimate of how your stress levels are running each day. And I think a lot of people would value something like that. So anyway, moving the clocks up. Springs in the air. And of course, as I say this, I'm looking at fresh snow on the ground. And uh, as you probably know, spring symbolizes rebirth, rejuvenation, renewal, regrowth, re, re, re. But you know, even more than the renewal and the regrowth, which who doesn't like seeing flowers bloom, right? And, and, and lush green grass popping up and so on. But more than that, I like the consistency at which the seasons change. It really helps in coping with the winter blues, you know, knowing that spring is around the corner, uh, that it'll be time soon enough when you'll be kicking on the air conditioner, uh, opening the windows, planning to do more things outside and after work, not having to bundle up every time you go out. And so I'm thankful for that regularity of the seasons because we need regularity and normalcy in our lives. And we're not living in normal times right now. Well, what do you mean by normal, Adam? Well, for starters, we just went through the worst pandemic in 100 years. Upwards of a a million deaths just in the U.S. alone. Let that sink in for a moment. A million deaths. Not quite, but close. And of course, the war now and the atrocities taking place in Ukraine. And by the way, there are atrocities taking place 
all over the world, unfortunately. But I think it's worth reminding and noting that it's not just Ukraine. Rising inflation, I have never seen in my lifetime. Gas prices through the roof. I've never seen prices like this. And just inflation in general and how fast it came on. And so we're not living in normal times. Even if you can't exactly define what normal is, this ain't it. And so nature really comes through for us and and supplies us with that sense of normalcy that we need in our lives. I remember when the pandemic first started in March of uh, 2020, it was kind of scary. I mean, we had the shutdowns and, you know, and then what happened? Spring came. And it just gave me that sense of normalcy in the midst of uncertainty, that it was going to be okay. The sun was going to rise again and life goes on. It's the one thing that you can really count on reliably is the changing seasons. And along those same lines, we also need routines. Routines are very important. Now, some people, you know, might say following a certain routine all the time is boring. You're boring. The word routine alone has a slight negative connotation as being predictable and lacking any spontaneity or excitement. And I understand life is short and you, you know, want to make the most of it. But exactly how to do that is what's up for debate because I view routines in a totally different way. And it's interesting because most folks who I've asked straight out if they follow a certain routine every day say they do not. They do not have a routine, but my gut tells me that's not true. What they're really trying to say is that their lives aren't boring, but I don't think following a certain routine each day means you're boring. It means you're smart, and I don't think routines and excitement are mutually exclusive things either. I think you can have excitement in your life without abandoning your routines. And I would go so far as to say that routines allow you to better handle surprises and and spur the moment decisions. And by the way, every health guru, every health expert, wellness expert advocates for a certain routine, albeit differing opinions as to what that ideal routine looks like. Of course, it depends on a variety of factors also like your age and what your goals are and and your unique circumstances. But what does that tell you that, you know, you know, when there's a, a strong consensus among experts that following a consistent routine is an important part of your well-being? Get to bed by a certain time for optimal sleep. Get at least three 30-minute workouts in four, four to five times a week. Uh, eat this much of this type of food per day. Drink eight glasses of water per day and so on. Add to that your day job and how much spontaneity can you really have anyway? Now, I advocate through my sustainability planning to shoot for at least three hours of rest per day in addition to your your regular sleep. Now, three hours may seem like a lot to you, but let's go through it real fast. So let's say you get eight hours sleep. I know there's no consensus as to exactly how much sleep an individual needs, but For argument's sake, let's stick with with eight hours. So that leaves 16 hours, of which, let's say you work eight hours a day, your day job, or if you go to school full-time, or any combination thereof. 
And let's add a couple more hours for commuting, getting ready, putting your face on. So that leaves six hours unaccounted for. But you have more responsibilities and obligations than just than just work, right? At least directly. So let's add three more hours per day for all the above, whatever other work, uh, chores, whatever you have to do. So that leaves three hours to rest. And of course, you don't have to rest three hours straight. And it may be challenging at first to get in three hours of rest. But I do think that it's something that over time is fairly attainable for most folks. It might take a little planning, but where there's a will, there's a way. Now, it's important to keep in mind that the routine that you currently have is your routine for a reason. And if you're not getting three hours of rest in each day on average, and you're not getting exactly the number of hours of sleep that you should, and if you're not exactly sticking to the best uh, eating habits and, and diet that you can, I want you to know that it's not because you're irresponsible or reckless with your health or undisciplined or any of those things. Now, people may try to shame you in hopes of motivating you to change, but it's a fool's errand because it's not that simple. There are logical reasons why your routine has developed into what it is today. And there are a lot of factors that go into shaping your routine. It's not always, you know, conscious decisions that you're making. And to change your routine is going to involve addressing these various factors. Now, this is where my sustainability matrix and sustainability planning uh, come into play because I try to get to the root cause and, and, and just try to keep it as simple as possible. And what I suggest is that the number one thing for people like me who are hardworking, goal-oriented, ambitious, driven individuals is our purpose in life. In other words, our life goals. And so the number one question to ask yourself, and consequently, uh, the answer helps identify where you are on the sustainability matrix, is how satisfied are you with the progress you're making on your goals? That is the number one question. And that's the starting point for behavior change, in my opinion, for people like me and probably you if you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to know more about sustainability planning, please listen to episodes 9 and 10, Beyond Chronic Stress Monitoring, um, episode 25, which is how to be a workaholic in three easy steps, and then episodes 45, 46, and 48, how to go from being reactive to proactive. And by the way, just, just because chronic stress monitoring is reactive doesn't mean it's not data-driven. People sometimes get that twisted. They think, oh, reactive bad, proactive good. But it's not that black and white. But I address that in those episodes. And eventually, you will derive a plan that works for you where slowly but surely, you can achieve that three hours of rest a day. And you can switch up how you spend that time resting, just as long as it's true resting, right? I mean, you can't multitask resting, which is why I have sort of mixed feelings about treating commuting time to and from work or, uh, or school as rest time because you still have to pay attention to the road, right? So you can't fully relax. But getting back to the importance of routines, I think it's especially important for sleep because there are cumulative effects 
and benefits of sticking to a routine. Good sleep begets more good sleep. Have you noticed that? At least with me, I tend to fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer when I had a good night's sleep the night before and vice versa. If I haven't slept well, it seems harder for me to fall asleep uh, the, the next night, which might seem counterintuitive. You would think that the more tired you are, the easier it would be to fall asleep. But at least with me, that's not usually the case. Well, anyway, um, that's going to be my two cents for this week. I always appreciate you listening and very much thank you for listening. I really value your feedback as well. So please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. Always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Stay safe and wishing you good health and success. Have you ever felt like you pushed yourself so much that it actually affected your health, either physically or mentally? If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, then My Stress Alarm might be just the app for you as it helps you walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. It takes just a minute a day, no wearables or sensors needed. Currently available for Android only, just go to MyStressAlarm.com, scroll down and click the link to the Google Play Store. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, don't let stress get in the way of success.